0: Hello, this is longtime Milwaukee Radio personality Steve Palak. Stand by. Your next episode is queued up. The on-air light is lit. It's season five of the Bait
1: and Switch Podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. This is Chris Bayer. As always with Jim Martin, you know, I try and comb the news, you know, for oh, yeah. stories to see if we, you know, start off the podcast. Right. I saw one about, uh, maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. It was a story about a Greenland shark. A Greenland shark. Greenland shark. Itself. They have their
0: own sharks? Yes, they I do. I didn't know that. Okay.
1: Maybe they're, maybe Denmark owns them. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe. maybe it's a Denmark shark. I don't know. What? But it's called a Greenland shark. Okay. And uh, of course, they're found in the cold waters off of Greenland. Right. And they found one. It was in the Caribbean. Really? Yeah. Well, like, just—is it old? Is like well, it is, was, the <laughs> like, thing is, you know, I was thinking maybe it's a climate change thing, right? Oh yeah, right. But yeah. usually it's the opposite. Usually you're finding warmer water things further north, right? Sure. Okay. So it doesn't make sense that the cold water thing is yeah, in the south. It's coming south, yeah. Right. Right. So I'm thinking. Since it's a cold water shark that's in the warm water, you know it's gotta be, you know, like the stubborn shark that won't ask for directions, obviously.
0: Of course. But, right, right. Yeah. There's a reef right there. Just go ask somebody. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it.
1: Yeah. But, As this is going on for days and weeks and months and it keeps getting warmer and warmer, you'd think yeah. he would he would have anyway, Greenland sharks I found out, can uh-huh. live up to five hundred years. Really? That's what they said. Five hundred years. 500. That's amazing. Yeah, the it shark- does it doesn't seem right.
0: No, it doesn't. Especially considering I've never heard of them.
1: Right? <laughs> so like what the heck? They've been around for five hundred years. Yeah. Wow. And they don't reach sexual maturity till one hundred years old. That's really? what it that said, yeah. So if you're some wow. like two hundred year old Greenland shark you don't want to be caught alone with a, like an eighty-year-old Greenland shark. Oh no. no, 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 no! Robin the cradle. Yeah, you yeah. get that jail-bait yeah. shark. Yeah. You know, are giving shark. you that look. Like, what are you doing? If you man? get caught with that shark, they probably tag you at that point. You're just like a sexual oh, predator. Yeah, right. And from then right. on, they track your movements. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that's what happened. Maybe that's what he's doing all the way down in the in Bermuda. Yeah, or he's, he's trying to get away from yeah. his right. reputation. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Five hundred
1: years, years old. Five hundred. I only thought like trees live that long.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, maybe even trees. Cold, maybe it's a cold this water. This is going to be a special tree to live 500 years, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I like know. the the redwoods, maybe, but... Like, yeah, but these Greenland really Sharks right?
1: live up to 500 years. That's what I hear. Well, you know what? Uh, that's what you hear. That's what I hear. Today's, <laughs> today's uh, podcast, we're going to talk about fitness a little bit here. Yep. Sometimes, you know, I'm not saying this about our guest here. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you can be disappointed with these fads, these exercise fads, right? Yeah, they come and go. And right. you know, I've had a few problems, you know, trying to get involved in some of these fads. Okay. Hot yoga turns out the women aren't any more attractive than regular yoga. Really? No, same, huh. same thing. I, I took guess. karate. Yeah. I thought, hey, let's get the black belt, brown belt, reversible. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Goes with more outfits. Oh no, my, like, that's a great idea. Yeah, the uh, the, the instructor did yeah. not like that. No, but, but anyway, our guy here. Yeah, uh, we talked to him a little bit before the podcast. His name right. is Paul Worlowski. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks it's for being good. here, Paul. It is good to be here.
2: And so got, was that was that shark a guy? Because he wouldn't ask for directions, I'd, I have to assume. Yeah, we have to assume. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, have to don't. assume. Yeah.
1: Right. right. But the first obvious question I got to ask our our, our our guest here, this yeah. fitness guy, mm-hmm. yoga instructor, is yoga a cult? Let's start with that. Ooh, that's a great question.
2: <laughs> I would, I you know, in some places it it might be. I think that there's that that spiritual kind of thing in yoga that people might think is a cult. Um, I don't understand all of that stuff. I say it
1: a little tongue in cheek. Well, but I I did. I dated a girl one time that uh, wasn't fond of me. You know, when I said I was going to do yoga, she thought it was maybe not cultish, but maybe a little bit uh, against her religion. Wait, 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 were you talking about
0: hot yoga with the hot women? Is that (laughs) what the
2: problem was? Because they just get sweaty in hot yoga. I don't know. (laughs) They call that Bikram. What is it? Yeah, Bikram. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's hot and sweaty. I did it once, never go back.
1: Actually, on a serious note, I did try yoga a number of times. I got some injuries that made yoga a little bit difficult, but I tried the the hot yoga, and I liked that the best. I really did. But How did you feel
2: the next day? I felt
1: fine. I liked, liked, you know, again, yoga, you know, we're, Paul here, I know him from cycling, and we like active sports, and yoga is a little too passive for me. But with that hot yoga you're sweating up a storm. So mm-hmm. it really feels like you're doing something. Yeah. at least. You know, mm-hmm. And so that's why I kind of liked it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But you know, anyway, get back to the, the cult aspect. Have you run into people for it's almost a pseudo religion in a way?
2: I haven't because I don't really travel in that kind of world. I, I definitely yoga for me is, is movement and mobility. And there's a little bit of the spirituality that comes into it, but for the most part, it's um, more mindfulness of anything. Right. Um, Mm-hmm. Have you done yoga, Jim? Um,
0: not really. I mean, yeah, I had like one of those. Uh, my wife does yoga, so I did one of those. She's got one of those recordings, videos, or whatever. So I tried to do that. I, I, I did. Oh, I did go to. Um, I used to work at a place that gave uh, Quad Graphics. They gave fitness classes. You pay like twenty bucks, and for six weeks, you get whatever fitness class you want to go to. So I was able to try out a yoga class once. And I'm just, uh, I'm really not very flexible. It really wasn't. It, I just didn't. It didn't work for me, but I didn't give it a lot of, a lot of chance either. I really should do it. Our
1: instructor
2: does, has to address
1: his flexibility
2: yeah. Issue. Well, Yeah, we do right. because that's yeah. exactly why I became an instructor in the first place. Is that, you know I've broken a lot of bones and a lot recycling. of hearts. I'm sure. Yeah, looking at sure. this yeah, handsome right. guy here. Right. And, yeah. and, um, <laughs> I can't fix those though. Um, <laughs> I'm not a very flexible guy, and that's that's exactly why I do it. Um, the idea is that you want to also practice your breathing so that the movements correspond with your breathing and we don't focus like on the stretching and that part. It's really trying to get a little bit more deep into the pose with the breath work. And so we, we definitely take a different tack um, in how I teach it because I gear it towards people like us who are not flexible.
1: Yeah. It's about maximizing your own, flexibility it's not competing against the person next to you that's you know got their hands flat on the floor exactly
2: yeah Mm -hmm. where do you instruct your yoga so I've got a couple places I teach a class at the WAC down in Greenfield um, but most of what I do is online I just um, set up my mats in my garage and Mm -hmm. get the iPhone out and put it on a stand and get some lights on and, and do the video I do a couple classes on zoom um, and then the rest of it is all you know, available online. I you know record the Zoom sessions and put them online. And is this because of the pandemic or were you well, doing differently it, before? It started because of the pandemic. Actually, I was in yoga teacher school when the pandemic started. And so we did all of our stuff on Zoom. It just seems that Zoom or online gives me the most opportunity to get to a lot of people. I don't have to have a studio and hope that people show up. I can do a video other people can see it. They're all short. You know, mm-hmm. I tried doing long videos, but 15, 20, 30-minute videos, and that's it.
0: Are they on YouTube then? or are you gonna, uh, Yeah, so they're on okay. YouTube. Um, mm-hmm.
2: They're also on the website, simpleendurancecoaching.com. Okay. Okay. So okay. that's the business. And, of course, cool. our listeners may or may not know this by
1: now, but we're, we're based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Right. And so you're based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin yes. as well.
2: It's not just yoga. So what other stuff do you do on this uh, website? So the idea is that it's a, it's a coaching site. Um, for cyclists and runners, um, and that's what I focus on—is trying to get normal people um, kind of pursuing their adventures, their bucket list goals. What do you want to accomplish? And to help people do that in a, a more healthy way that gives them some longevity. The idea is that we do strength training, we do yoga, and we build all of those together to kind of create a. a, a a triangle of health that sounds completely trite and lame. Okay. We're getting back to the cult thing. Yeah. Exactly. We worship
1: the triangle. The triangle uh, yeah. of life.
2: The Holy yeah. Trinity yeah. is. Yes, yeah, yes. That's exactly, see, I like that. Um, the, the, just, just so that you're healthy. You know, if we, you ride your bike, that's all you do. If you run and that's all you do at some point, you're going to get hurt. The more that we can simply, um, build mobility, build strength, then you can do this forever. And that's the mm-hmm. goal, but you know, the guys in, who are my heroes are the ones doing cycle cross at age 75. And I don't know how that, I don't yeah. know how they can do that. I can barely get on my bike at 58 and then that's
0: amazing. Yeah. So Chris fell off his bike. Did really? Yeah, can you really? Can you last, help that? Last
2: yeah. year, I, I
1: broke my collarbone. That's kind of the rite of passage for it cyclists. Well, in my case, I it happened so fast. My pedal struck a rock. It stopped the bike. And then I came off the bike. I remember that two seconds of being in air, thinking, this isn't that bad. I remember that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden hit the ground, I thought, okay, now it's a
2: problem, yeah. now
1: it's a problem. That's a very sharp pain. That's that's the, not a fun Yeah, a fun have you pain. broken your
2: collarbone? A uh, number of times yes oh number really of times. <laughs> that's wow. why that's why i'm yeah. saying that the yoga um, is so important i think i've you know i've had you know a dozen surgeries and i got hit by a truck a couple you know a couple times at once pretty seriously and broke the leg and um all this cycling all cycling oh, yeah wow um, i've been just, fortunate i haven't yeah. had too many crashes yeah. i think i just had this relationship with gravity it's a little stronger around me so like there's a circle so hopefully your floor is nicely reinforced because yeah you never I know, know I yeah. keep falling over
1: is this a newer pursuit for you over the last you know decade or something or is this something you've been doing all along
2: well I was a teacher for a uh, middle school teacher for 23 years and I was riding my bike and running lifting the whole time um I started coaching some people just very informally. And I had a blast at it because it's essentially teaching people how to go faster and how to be more efficient on their bike or or running. And then I decided that um, I was done with the teaching world um, before COVID. That was probably a year and a half before COVID hit. And that's when I decided to go full out into the coaching world and um, pursue that as the career. So it's my, my third career. So, yeah. getting back to uh, the cult, you're getting you're getting back <laughs> to <laughs> right, what you're right. doing here now.
1: Uh, as we come out of the pandemic, yeah, and people are getting together. Do you plan on still doing it uh, as you're doing it now via Zoom, via uh, via video, or do you envision some type of studio or something like that, or is that not in the cards?
2: Well, you know, someday we have talked about perhaps um, once our 17 year old daughter flies the coop and leaves the nest. Flies the coop. Isn't that interesting? Flies the coop. Yeah. Leaves the nest makes sense, but flies yeah, the coop, that's kind of an odd.
0: Flew the coop. I think that means, doesn't it mean they went crazy?
1: Uh, or is it something or, like escaping from uh, criminal oh, yeah. wrongdoing Maybe or something? Maybe, yeah. But yeah. anyway, anyway, yeah. sorry. When she, when she <laughs> leaves, we were
2: talking about, my, my kind of dream would be to find some old building in West Dallas or in Milwaukee where we could have a storefront on the, on the first floor that would be a studio, and then we would live upstairs. Ooh. Um whether I want to have that much attachment to a place, mm. I don't know. Because I kind of, you know, it's there's something to be said for working online as a coach and being able to travel to events and to adventures, um, work from there, talk to people there. Um, I really, I kind of like that lifestyle. Um, whether it's going to, you know, something that's viable and staying married are, are two different things.
1: <laughs> right. What about, right. Uh, we're, we're all here in our 50s here yeah. now, uh, running. If somebody's 55 and says, I want to get back in shape, yeah, would you
2: recommend they run? Sure. Absolutely. You know, the beauty of running is it costs you a pair of shoes. And, um, you know, I ran a lot when I was in college and in my 30s, and I liked it. I just liked going fast on my bicycle more. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't been doing it. But if you think about it, you know, cycling costs us a small fortune. I could have retired, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's a great way of getting people involved in something that is a very, very low entry point. What I'm obviously hinting at is
1: as we get older, you know, the yes. pounding uh, might not be as easy on the, the, the knees and the ankles as it was when you're younger. Absolutely. And so uh, are you finding that your, your older runners are able to do, uh, continue running?
2: Absolutely. And you just, you have to be um, smart in how you progress your mileage. With running, especially as you're older, because there is more pounding. The advantage is that the bone structure is stronger because there's more force being applied when you run. It builds <laughs> bone density because you're putting the pressure on it. Cycling right. doesn't do that. Correct. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the challenges. Uh, actually, people who only ride their bikes, um, especially in the older age, their bones have been shown to get a little more brittle. Okay. It's under. kind of like,
0: like like a tree in the wind. The tree, when the tree <laughs> blows in the wind, it, that's what makes the branches stronger because there's this. Forest. Really? Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I didn't
2: know that. Does it?
0: Yeah, it does. Right.
2: No, I mean, if you're making real. that up, it's a good story. No, it's real.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that's a real thing. I don't know if there's a word for it.
1: Yeah, and but. it doesn't apply to what the
2: hell we're talking about. But <laughs> well, you well, speaking of it's different the, forces the, growing, the 500-year-old shark too. Yes. 500 years. 500 years. That's how old. And
0: all it does is swim. There's no impact swimming. Yep. What is no. the bone density of that shark? Wait,
2: do they have bones? They have those vertebrae things, don't they? Yeah, there a lot, know, there a lot cartilage. of cartilage. Shar- yeah, I think sharks, they might be all cartilage. Sharks are cartilage, yeah. But so should but sharks you know, do for yoga? The teeth, obviously. Yeah. Should sharks do yoga or strength training or I don't know?
0: Well, I don't think they need to. I mean, I think you know they're pretty formidable on their yeah, own.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't
0: know if I get it. if you did run into a shark who did strength training. I mean, we, what would that be? Like? We, we, you know, like, oh my god! Serious. Well, serious. Look just down. at
1: the time of the year where there are the shark stories, right? Where there's people getting yes. bit off the yeah. Uh, yeah. off the coast.
0: I saw it just just two days ago. Ten so year old gets bit by a shark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I heard somebody say, you know, sharks don't attack. You know, you're you're in their their place they don't attack by accident you just happen to be you know if you You're wandered in their house you know if somebody wandered <laughs> in your house drive, right? Got to their right and you right. hit them over the head yeah they wouldn't say he attacked me no you were in his house right wait. yeah it's,
0: but but wait a minute now you can call, call the whole ocean his house
1: like well man. let's let's start with this yeah. you don't run into sharks on land they they stay in their lane isn't it isn't the earth like
0: 72 percent water
1: this is going to harken back to one of our very yeah. first podcasts, yeah. I'm going to say our second podcast if I'm not mistaken. I saw something on the internet where they were talking about how one possible effective way of dealing with climate change is making the oceans deeper, drilling drilling into the oceans, drilling make the, holes. Drilling holes into the ocean to make it deeper, you know, because you know the the ice is melting. So it's causing the water levels to rise. Well, what can you do? You dig holes in the ocean, <laughs> the water goes down in there, and then you've created new land. You put it; you can make islands and things like that. They stole our ideas. Yes. Those, Those are our, our ideas. That was my idea from five yeah. years ago. Right. The well, my,
0: my idea was drill the hole in the ground, but not to get the sand. It was to, to, to like drain it.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> Dr- There's some type yeah. of drain in the bottom yeah. of the ocean. Yeah, idea.
0: right, in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Then you just drill, drill down, drain it a little bit, put a cap in it when you're done. Yeah. But it, I don't know. But no, your, your idea was everybody... Close to the coast, grab a pail, go down, yep. scoop up a pail of sand, and throw yep. it back
1: on the beach. Yep. And you there know, you go. there you, you go. go. We we're talking about hot yoga. Yeah, pretty soon, global we're warming, we're not going to need to Ooh, heat these we're studios. We're all going to be, be doing
0: pouring. hot yoga. Yeah, we Listen can just to... go outside. Those people are, are uh, trendsetters.
1: Yeah, I saw somewhere they talked about how what a climate might be in the future, and they they took a, a geographic point, say Milwaukee, yeah, and they said Milwaukee is going to be more like, and I think they said like. Miami? Oklahoma City or something oh, like that or, or Dallas or whatever. Yeah, It might be interesting. It I don't know. This this year, has been it's been a wonderful summer. This Perfect. Year, Great summer. Yeah, yeah. I felt I mean,
2: a little guilty sometimes because we've had like 70s and 80s and the rest of the country has had 120s and storms and we're kind of yeah. living the life of Riley.
0: Well, you know, California's never happy. I mean, you know, about it was drought, drought, drought. Now it's like, well, it's too much rain. It's too yeah. much rain. Like, come on, man.
1: That, figure it out over there. You that's know? another thing. In addition to hollowing out the oceans, yeah. Where are the pipelines taking uh, water from areas that get too much rain to drought areas? Where, is those, where are those pipelines? Where are those
0: pipelines? Right?
1: Shouldn't they, I mean? Okay, so let's say you get a hurricane dumps tons of water in Houston, Texas. Yeah. have or pipelines Louisiana. that can
2: take it out to Arizona, right? Right. Bang. How do you know where it's gonna? The hurricane's gonna land.
1: Well, they're always getting hit in the ah, Gulf. That's true, in the, in the Gulf. Gulf and along big, along the coast.
2: Get your big bucket. Big buckets. I've heard that the general
1: theme with uh, precipitation involving global warming is wet areas will get wetter, dry areas will get drier.
0: Oh, okay. It's kind of like the The McDLT, right? That's true. Yeah. Cool on the cool side, hot on the hot side. That's uh, the reference
1: back to the 1980s. Right. Right. uh, Our guest here, Paul (laughs) Worlowski from uh, Simple, what is it again?
2: Simple (laughs) Endurance. Simple Endurance Coaching. Simple Simple Endurance endurance Coaching.
1: You're probably into diet, but let's let's go mm. on the junk food uh, side no, of things. No, What's yeah. your
2: favorite junk food?
1: Yeah, uh, chocolate. Yeah. Uh, no, let, let's talk about uh, you know, McDonald's. Let's talk oh, about, a yeah. about a brand. Fast food. I'm not a
2: big in fast food. I like noodles. Um, noodles and company. Noodles and company. Not just yeah. noodles. in not general. Noodle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. noodles and company. If yep. I have to go to a fast food place, Culver's mm-hmm. butter burgers. Yep. Yeah, those are yep. those, are pretty, those good. are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like butter burgers. Yep. But I'm not big into fast food. You know, mm. uh, tr- give me chocolate, yeah. chocolate chip cookies. You're, pretty, you're a lean yeah. guy. You're, you're yeah. a fitness yeah. guy. I, I ride how, a lot. How tall are you? You're tall six two. 6'2". 6'2", what do you weigh? 175, 180, depending on time of the year. Yeah, okay. Winter's 180 because I'm lifting more, and summer I'm lighter because I'm riding a lot. So, you always hear those ads on TV where it's for some fitness thing. They say,
1: I'm in the best shape of my life. Yeah. Are you in the best shape of your life? Am I in the best shape of my life? We asked you first. How, <laughs> how would you define that? Oh, I don't know. It's just a feeling.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's throwing the question back at you. I'm, I'm no, gonna, no, no.
2: Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm getting it. Um, I would say I'm in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm doing a big race out in Pennsylvania next week. And Cycling. It's a, yep, the a cycling race. It's a four-day gravel stage race. And uh, I did put a, a note out on our on our ride board, and um, nobody wanted to join me. It's four days, fifty to seventy miles, lots of climbing, uh, in the not quite Adirondack Mountains, whatever that is, Alleghenies in Pennsylvania, yeah. okay. but it's pretty close. Yeah. So um, so is this isn't the same race
0: Bill Humphreys no. was just talking Wait, about. No, it? no, no, okay. No. okay.
1: We, he was talking about a race in was, Vermont. Was it Vermont?
0: Okay. Oh, it was yeah. it was all gravel and it was like what do you say, seven thousand feet of climbing 7, or something? The overland. Of climbing. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was like fifty three miles. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Is it, yeah. Some crazy. Now is
1: thing. it is it a race or a ride? It's, it's a, race. a race. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Do um, you I mean have you, have, are you a bike racer? Have you raced bikes?
2: Yes, I have raced bikes most of my life, and I am, you know, finally calming myself down a little bit in order to enjoy it more. And that's kind of the whole point of me starting the coaching business is because I was taking life way too seriously as a bike racer.
1: The appeal of gravel for a lot of people is it gets you away from cars. Pardon me.
2: Yeah, that is, that is truly the appeal. Is that gravel? You know, you can kind of end up in the middle of nowhere. Um, like mm-hmm. I have done some rides up in northern Wisconsin where you know, it's like in the national forests and then the state forests. And it's just, I mean, I don't, there's nothing. You don't see a car all day. Sure. Um, the only problem, the only problem is that I did a race called the Bear 100 and I didn't see any bears. No bears. And I was a little disappointed. I would
0: expect to see... A hundred bears, or at, at bear one hundred,
2: bear one hundred. Yeah, right. you know. And there was another race called the Hungry Bear, and I did not see any hungry bears. It's probably better that way, actually. Oh, it's like a hungry shark. That yeah, would be right. Kind of a problem. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did a swim called the Hungry Sharks. Yeah. And no, you don't want to you know. deal with that.
2: I need. I do need to tell a very short story about sharks. Sure. Um, because I told you the, before. That I um back you know I think twelve years ago I got hit by a truck. I have this wicked scar that you can't see that kind of looks like it could have been a shark bite and when i was teaching i had to tell the you know i was out of school for a while and i had to come back and so i told the kids i was teaching seventh graders at the time you know i was in australia and i was surfing and we were i was with a a friend of mine we were in the great barrier reef and and this young shark attacked me and took a chunk out of my leg and took a chunk out of my shoulder and i had to beat it beat the shark over the head with my surfboard and um, and so I told the story and the kids are, of course, they're seventh graders and they're thinking, oh, wow, that's really, yeah. that's crazy. Finally, this mom comes to me a couple mm-hmm. months later and says, you know, we're taking our kids to Florida and my daughter who's in your class doesn't want to get in the water <laughs> because she's terrified. Yeah. And so I yeah. pulled her aside and said, uh, this whole thing, I'm just. Yeah. Making up a story. I got hit by a truck.
0: Something like building up trust with your students.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you know, what's funny is,
1: is all those things in your life where you say something either offhand or, or something that's accurate, and it makes an impression on somebody. I had somebody in the office. He knew me in high school. He was two or three grades below me. And he said, there's one thing you said back in high school I'll always remember. And I'm thinking Uh-oh. I was getting <laughs> Oh my <laughs> I mean I was thinking some guy remembered something I said yeah. thirty years ago yeah. and uh, it made an impression on him, you know? yeah. Yeah. And he told me, and I've since forgotten what it was. <laughs> but but it is funny, you know, that, that those circumstances where somebody says, you know, that shirt looks a little funny on you. And yeah. the, all of a sudden, you don't like that shirt, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and you
0: remember that person. You remember that day. You remember yeah. that person, exactly what they said. Yeah. yeah,
1: And so those things with kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you say something kind of offhanded to one of your kids. You think it's kind of funny. <laughs> and then a year or two later, you've learned that you've scarred them somehow. Right, yeah. right. I, I did a um, – I
0: was uh, – It's kind of like a sponsor for a youth group at our church for a while. And um, one kid uh, liked to kind of goof around, you know, have fun and stuff. I try to connect with this kid, right? I said, hey, Ryan, you know, I used to be like you. I used to screw around all the time. I used to be, you know, kind of a big screw off and and joke around all the time or whatever. And and I love this kid. He was a great kid. And he was really, I mean, he was not like a troublemaker or anything. He just, you know, I just said this thing kind of trying to, you know, like kind of like we have some kind of commonality, right? He told me like 10, 15 years later, he was like, I was like crushed when you called me this screw off. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, no, no, no. Why didn't you say something? (laughs) Like Because that's not at all. But that was something that he took and held on to for a long time. It was like, Jim thinks I'm a screw off.
1: Anyway, anyway, uh, tonight's guest has been Paul Worlowski. Paul Warlowski, here he is. Paul Warlowski, Simpleendurancecoaching.com. Exactly, and he's based in Milwaukee, but you don't yep. have to you don't have to uh, be in Milwaukee to get his coaching. That's right. And uh, like you said, we can vouch for him. He's he's a healthy, strapping looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I was going to mention. You said you're like 6'2", 175. It feels like you might need to start running because you need a little more bone density. I would, because I would, this feels a little light. Doesn't it seem a little light to you, Chris? No, that's it what is. the
2: strength no. training's for. You know, yeah. you know, okay. the, you yeah. know, just yeah. lifting no. heavy stuff. If you look at height and weight
1: charts, you're probably right in the middle of where you Pretty should be. Pretty much, yeah. 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 I mean, that's uh, trouble for me. Yeah. Times, <laughs> times have changed. We grew up back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. We liked cake back then, too, but yeah. people really love cake now. People really, yeah. Love, yeah. really love cake. I love cake. Yeah, and uh, it's true it is a, it's hard to explain you talked about your stepdaughter of 17 and my kids of 15 and 17. I tell them I said it wasn't like this 40 years ago. You look around, you see 300 pound people all the time. 300 pound people 40 years ago would have stopped traffic. Somebody yeah. said, oh my God, look at this guy. Yeah. now yeah. every eighth person is is morbidly obese, and every other person is obese. We need people like you here, uh you know, teaching fitness because uh, we've lost our way as a as a country when it comes to fitness and our, our health.
0: Yeah. But don't blame cake. No. I mean cake is not
1: <laughs> cake is part <laughs> I, of the problem. I, I
0: would I would blame video games and do computers you, do and you sedentary get involved, things do you like.
1: get involved with uh, diet nutrition
2: at all? Yes. Um people who wanna lose weight will get you know, like you said in the beginning. They will jump onto fad diets and fad this and grapefruit that, and it doesn't work. You know What works is eating healthy, eating a little less than you're usually normally doing, and exercising. That's what it's going to take. If Americans could get into shape, they would do it, and so it's apparent that they need a coach. I don't know whether I'm just kind of a driven person, but that's what a lot of people say is that I need motivation. I'm hiring you to make sure that I show up. Right.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to be said about accountability partners in general for everything. When you know there's somebody waiting for you, well, then yep. you're going to get your butt out of bed because somebody's waiting for you, you're not going to let them go alone, you know? So it, it goes a long way. And just like you said, is it's so valuable to people sometimes that they will pay money to say like, just keep me on track. Because yeah. yep. if I know you're waiting for me, if I know I've paid money to you to do this, well, then I'm going to do it because you know that's that's right that's the kind of incentive that I need so
2: yeah and that's and that's the thing for people is that you know money is their motivation if they're mm-hmm. going to pay you money for something they're going to they're going to follow up on it because they've got themselves invested financially right i think historians will look back
1: on this podcast as the turning point for america's fitness today model. absolutely what this is where it starts absolutely okay
0: this yeah. is where it starts tonight That's right. August sixteenth, twenty twenty two, they're gonna see like a peak in uh, in obesity. And then all of a sudden it's gonna be like boy, that one day. One day after that all of a sudden, we're talking about this being simple. Yeah, yeah, right. It just just suddenly and it's it's gonna come down quick. It's It's
2: yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, Paul. thanks thank hey, you for, being Paul, for inviting me. This has been fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Thanks for stopping by. I we'll appreciate will see you on guys. the roads. Right.
1: Hopefully riding them, not on the ground. And not on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break any more collarbones. And on the roads, <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Good night, Paul. Thanks, Good Paul. night. Thanks,
0: guys. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we take a behind-the-scenes look at the second half of Season 2.